Hey guys, Mom's Talking Shit presents Tokes with Stacy. Our special guest tonight, Taylor. She's a mom of three, a cannabis activist, and a cool ass chick. Listen. Hello. Hey, Stacy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's my audio sound? I sound. You sound good. How do I sound? I'm like, I don't you know, sound Wi Fi. <laughs> You're coming in nice and clear. I have to use my AirPods because my kids kind of fucked up my, my headphones. So they do that shit. I have to hide mine or they'll steal them. Oh, no. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. They got <laughs> stolen and then like they lose like the left ear or, or the, the wire. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, now you're even louder and clearer. That's awesome. Hold on. Let me say, do you, am I too loud? Hold on. No, you're perfect. You're great. You sound wonderful. Oh, look at you. I love you. See? I knew we were going to uh, well, get along. <laughs> well, and I work, like, I work in a virtual setting, so I, I care a whole lot about how audio comes through. It's so important. <laughs> it is important because on my phone, if I would have called you, it would have been breaking up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate Sprint so bad i hate him yep yep i'm trying to get my guy off of sprint and to come join me at at&t yeah i you know what i feel like my house though anybody who walks in here is a dead zone like everybody's like i can't get service that's possible where do you live i live in carroll county maryland oh so you should have tons and tons of like i mean that's that's not far from a couple big hubs you should have all the towers you would think right and then I think Sprint and T-Mobile joined, which they were both horrible out here. But yeah, both of them are horrible. I don't, I don't know yeah. what's going on. But it is a farm out here. My brother lives uh, a little bit more centralized. He's uh, in Bethesda, technically mm-hmm. North Potomac. And um, he he's still on the old, old, you know, AT&T. Why? And he's yeah, the old old AT, and he's still. I mean, he's he's got the best sick. Like I'm the one who's always dropping calls, but that motherfucker can be inside <laughs> his basement, like like below jealous. the earth, and he's fine. I'm jealous. Yo, I'm I love jealous. your neck of the woods, though. I love I love your whole state. You do. I want to come to yours. No, you don't. Don't you watch the news? You don't want to come here. Oh man, I don't like. I want to go where the beaches are. Is that not good? I mean, our beaches suck. Fair. And as I understand it, y'all, when you go to the beach, you have to be ready for some significantly cold water, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Depending on where you go. If you wait till August, late August, you might get it to be a little bit not freezing. So here are your options in Florida. You get a nice cool relaxing experience with soft sand on the Atlantic side but mm-hmm. you are shoulder to shoulder with every single resident and tourist tourist in a thousand mile radius oh no or you're on the gulf side where the sand is hit or miss and the water is kind of a bathtub but at least you can like hope for privacy hope for 10 feet for you and your family wow that's, that's like that, those are saying. your options yeah basically yeah uh-uh. Okay. You know what? And my also my niece lives down there in Florida and she told me that something happened where it smells every once in a while or you can't swim in the beaches because yeah, something happens that's with called, the water. 
that's called red tide. It's like an algae that breaks out due to like pollution and their natural predators not being there to keep them away. Um, and that shit smells like dead rotting fish and it oh. spreads like herpes up and down the coast real fast. Oh. And it's and it's toxic for humans, so of course you can't swim when that's a problem in the ocean. Who wants to be at the beach anyway because it smells like dead rotting fish? Ew. So when does that go away? Like, is there like a lift it, on it, and one day it just doesn't stink anymore? No, it it's it doesn't happen all the time. It's okay. it. I can only think of like two or three times that it's happened in all of adulthood. If I search my brain, um, it's not a huge thing, but it's kind of like coronavirus, where like where how do we make sure it's gone? Well, I guess we have to just keep testing and testing and testing and making right. sure. And if someone goes back in the water and gets sick. But um, usually right. we can, like, the, the universities will all go test the waters, and then they'll say, okay, the percentage of this red algae shit is down below X, so it's safe to go again. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering, was, like, they tell you, okay, but, yeah. Yeah, they tell you, but then, like, the first guy back in the water tends to get himself an infection or something. So. Oh, no. Okay, mm-hmm. you've changed my whole mind. Girl, this state does not have anything for you unless you are into Mickey, but you can do that in California. Okay, is California, like, okay, so California and Florida were my two places I wanted to come to. How about California? I've never been. Have you been? Uh, no, I have all sorts of family over there who've okay. been harassing me for years, but <laughs> something they don't have that we have is Florida man, so that in and of itself is reason enough to go there instead of here, right? Right. We got That's Florida man. And I keep hearing about, oh, their weed is so much better. I hear so much shit because I have a medical license here in Maryland, so. yeah. For my friends who don't, they're like, oh, that sucks. Maryland weed sucks. You need to have California. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) The only thing I can think of is that they've been in this business in terms of, like, streamlining cannabis into a marketable product for a little longer. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have had resources a little longer to do, like, quality indoor grows. Okay. Whereas places that only got legal recently are still establishing grows and laws and production and all that kind of shit that affects quality, right? Right. Makes sense. I'm watching it. I'm watching it in Florida. It's taking time too, but it's getting there. I, I'll tell you right now, there's nothing on the black market that rivals what I can get from a dispensary, period. That's what I'm saying. And so my thing is, I think that those that don't have their license... <laughs> The ones that I'm talking about are just yep. hate. They're just hating. Of course. The weed is great. I don't know what they're talking about. And I love my Maryland growers. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. Harvest yeah. is pretty good. I love harvest. Um, grassroots. They keep me pretty good. In Florida, they set the law up to be really restrictive to only allow like established um, horticulturists to apply for grow licenses. So if you've had a nursery in your family for 20, 30 years, you could apply for one, but not if you're like just into agriculture now. Damn. Like you have to be established. So they have like five or seven different licensed growers around the state that serve the various dispensaries. That sucks. But they're making it work for now. And I see okay. year after year, the law getting less and less restrictive. We just got to vote better as a state so that we can, you know, loosen up some of these restrictions that are silly and useless. Oh, my God. This this stigma gets on my nerves so bad. It annoys the shit out of me. It does. 
And Tell me, what me. do you do with your kids to like, I'm trying to look for the phrases. Um, how do you normalize cannabis use with your children? Well, <clears throat> I don't really identify it like, you know, I'm using cannabis. Um, my daughter kind of fell upon it by accident when she went with me to my thyroid doctor just recently. He asked me about it, like asking her if, oh, you know, well, asking me, I'm sorry, not her, asking me about, hey, are you still, you know, using cannabis? And I'm like, yeah. And so she was in the room, but I liked that she was in the room and she kind of got the doctor saying yeah, that he was way interested in it and was looking into it. It was awesome. Like I had been there every year. So last year I told him about it and I guess he had been looking since and he was like idly retiring. It was going to be really? my last session. With, yeah, my last oh thing with him. And I had been with him for 10 years because I got thyroid when I was pregnant with my daughter. Ugh. So he's been my doctor and I'm kind of scared. But anywho, about finding somebody else. But he starts talking about cannabis and about how he's been telling all his patients, how it helps me. That's beautiful. Yes. I was like, I, I felt good that day because I, I have a lot of people that are like, oh, you just, it's about getting high. You know, I hate that shit. So I hear that Me all too. day. I wish I was high. I just wish I was. I mean, I don't know the last time I was high. It helps Seriously. me with my ailment so much that I'm not, you know, high. I'm functioning exactly. in my life. It, it, it brings me to stasis. I, like you said, I, I don't remember the last time I got high. It just makes me balanced yeah. and psychologically and emotionally, you know, kind of normalized so that if I have to deal with bigger deal, you know, pains or bigger psychological triggers, I'm coming from a healthy place rather than starting below the healthy place. Right. Yes. Oh my God. I love that we're talking today because the most of the time I talk to people that we're just having fun and we're talking about the fun parts of cannabis. I kind of want to go in on what it helps people with. So I want to hear about what yeah. it helps you with. Um, it is a nice compliment to my epilepsy medicine for sure. Mm. And keeps my childhood epilepsy at bay. Um, but my original prescription, um, I'm OG Florida uh, card holder. And back when we approved this in 2016, the uh, the state government wanted to make it as restrictive as possible. So there was no flour. There were no edibles. Um, okay. There were tinctures, concentrates, and vapes. So my original prescription was just for concentrates and vapes. Mm -hmm. And then I had to add flour to it when flour became legal. And now that edibles are becoming legal, I have to go back to my doctor and request to add that. <laughs> wow. Um, but I, I, I can say that my original prescription was for anxiety and depression. And, um, during my, during the time that I have been a medical marijuana patient, I was also diagnosed, um, with ADHD and I don't think I would be able to use the medicine that I need to, to regulate the ADHD if I didn't have cannabis because of it, the medicine's effect on like my, my heart rate, my blood pressure and yes. kind of, you know, yes. a nice hybrid or indica kind of balances out the pharmaceuticals that I take. Okay. And reduces, I think, negative interactions. Wow. Actually, want to hear a funny story? Yes. Um, I probably, probably a little personal for your audience, but I don't care. We're talking weed. 
We don't give um, a shit. Right? So <laughs> we decided to take a tolerance break for the weekend before 420. Remember 420 was on a Monday? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take my, my fiance and I wanted to take a little tolerance break so that we could get high as fuck on 420. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started Friday, the, you know, three-day weekend. We started okay. Friday. Well, I also started menstruating that day. Oh, God. I was having the worst experience. Everything, you know, every textbook you know, side effect I was experiencing. I was like, damn, this is the worst, you know, cycle that I can remember. This right. is pretty bad. Well, the next morning, <laughs> sorry, I woke up feeling like, you're good. You should be. Co- you got to cough to get off, sis. <laughs> no, I know. Look, I'm like um, uh, uh, trying to mess. Got to cough okay. to get off. All right. So the next morning, got up, same condition. Like I was like, look, this is gonna be a rough weekend, and fuck this tolerance break. So he rolls up a joint. The minute I exhale for my first hit, those cramps that that like you know that bloating sensation where yes. everything in your body feels full. Yeah. All of those side effects started to go down immediately. Like I could sit back. My back wasn't hurting as much. I, I thought, fuck, I didn't realize cannabis um, mitigated my PMS so much or my, you know, menstrual syndrome so much wow. because I can't, I, I just don't have periods without my, my cannabis. Yeah, me too. So I wouldn't even right? know. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. No. Right. No, but I it just happened to fall. Yeah, same. It just happened to fall on my tolerance break. And I was like, well, shit. Now I also know that this this cannabis has been keeping my periods on point and under control. And yes. without it, this is painful and uncomfortable. Listen, ladies, if you are struggling with cramps, choke yep. up. Choke up. I'm telling them. Listen, people that don't listen to me, I just I have the autoimmune with my thyroid. I have hyperthyroid. Yeah. And I have the autoimmune I'm that sorry. attacks it. I'm sorry. It sucks. I don't know what, you know what? That, Sounds I'm like, like it sucks. I always had to struggle with my weight. So they figure they give me hypothyroid. You know, right. Thanks a lot. Pregnancy. Right. <laughs> but it did oh give my me gosh. my baby. Oh, it did give me my baby. I didn't think I would have kids. I had struggled with um, having five miscarriages in my oh, past. Oh, honey. Honey. Yeah, but God gave me them. I couldn't believe it. A boy and a girl. Bad as hell. You got, there you go. What age? Uh, she's going to be 11. And okay. he's going to be six, five years apart. And they fight. Five years apart. They fight. Anyway. Is it, it's itchy and scratchy in your house too, right? Or the Tom and Jerry show? Oh, my God. All day. When he's a Sour Patch Kid. Oh, yeah? Oh, God. He's all sweet. But they know, like, you know, he's all salty. So he's a little yeah. asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then he picks with her. And then she can't be quiet because she's like me. So it's, it's, it's chaos. And then when they want to get along, it's never on the same day. Nope. And nope. then one time I'll get that one day where they're both on the same page. About 10 minutes. When the, all of the planets are aligned and the yeah. moon is in retrograde. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so then I use it for my autoimmune. Yes. And um, that attacks my thyroid. I have Hashimoto's. It sounds like Hashitashi, but whatever. Actually, it sounds like a dish at a uh, hibachi restaurant that I've been Girl, interested in trying. Girl, get the Hashimoto's. Right? Like, oh, do they serve that with yum yum sauce? Yes. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> right? So, no, it's fucking horrible. And it attacks my thyroid. So, so then I have the, I, have, I do take medicine for the thyroid. Um, but then I have something that attacks it. And then with the autoimmune, there's no medicine for autoimmune. You just treat the symptoms of any yes. autoimmune. So then with the autoimmune, you have. It usually comes in pairs. So then I have that 
arthritis at fucking 42 in my fingers and my toes. Honey, it sucks. Ball. I can't massage. Forget about you it. You can't even do a massage? Nope. Forget about it. I can't rub for more than a few minutes. It sucks. Without your fingers hurting. Yep. And the cannabis helps? Mm hmm. Oh, God. With the cannabis, I become a star. Yeah. <laughs> Especially late in the evenings. Um, might have to ask Justin about that on a side note. But it's, it helps with everything. I say cannabis is my whole life. I use it to deal with my autoimmune, my arthritis makes me feel better. My it helps me deal with my kids that are extra. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> As hell. Okay. And then it helps me deal with Justin. I love him. Anyway. Um, and just in life, my, my job, everything. So down to my sex life. Like, yep. Yep. Smoke a blunt, guys. You will just have a ball in the bedroom, especially if it's yep. a Tiva. Do you ever go on Leafly and yes. search for strains with specific qualities? Okay. This is where we're going to talk. Yep. Which one is making me eat? Because I don't want it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, 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 I catch the munchies once in a blue moon, maybe <laughs> one or two times a month. But when I do, it is so disastrous. Me too. And I'm like, which one it, did that? And it's um, only at night. I never catch the munchies during the day. It's only at night. I agree. And it's like, for me, it's like cereal and stuff. That's, yep. I don't know why I'm heavy as shit the next morning. Um, that's that my guy has a sweet tooth, so he'll bring some cereal to the table. But mm. I'm my my munchies usually involve crunchy or salty. Oh, so I like it's, that too. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Depends on what day it is. <laughs> I might just grab a pop tart, a s'mores pop tart and go up the steps. I mean, this depends on portion control. <laughs> Oh my I have to have my I, chocolate though. I, I, he makes fun of me so much. I have a bedside tub of two pound tub of t- jelly bellies. What is that? Jelly, jelly belly brand jelly beans, like the original jelly Ooh, beans. Yeah. Oh, I remember they're good. And the ones that like actually taste what they say they taste like. Yeah. Buttered popcorn, pina colada. Oh. And you have a little I. Stash. I do. That's my that's my bedtime stash. It's in my bedside table drawer, and we'll light up a joint and watch a TV show. And I'll just reach my fist into the drawer and pull out a handful of jelly beans. Maybe I'm looking at you like, "What the hell you got over there?" When we when we first started like seriously dating, and this little habit of mine came out, he he did think it was funny and a little endearing. And now. Then he started taking handfuls of my jelly beans and mm-hmm. overreacting when he got a licorice, like it was the end of the world. <laughs> so then ha- Homeboy gets himself on Amazon and orders flavor-specific bags so he can make his own mixed bag on his side of the bed. Oh. So that's where we are now. I get the 50-flavor mix, and he has a little tub of only cream soda and buttered popcorn jelly bellies. <laughs> and we just stay, you know, munching on our jelly beans while watching our shows. That's a good tip. And it it cures that sweet tooth, especially when you got the munchies and the sweet tooth and munchies are working together without yeah. like a thousand calories. Because you only want to eat them one at a time, right? You want to taste that flavor before you, you do. move on to the next one. Slows your ass down. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get you some should. jelly beans. Yeah, but don't, but be a brand snob. You don't want like the, the right, Starburst or any what of those. You want jelly oh, Starburst belly. are gross. Okay, jelly belly. Okay, right? jelly belly. Okay. Brand snob. Jelly belly, guys. On your bedside for your fucking stash. <laughs> but that, I mean, but then you're like, with you some s'mores pop tart. 
trust that's what i'm saying but then you have like seven jelly beans and you're like oh i feel that sweet tooth totally satiated and i only put maybe like 90 or 100 calories in my body i don't hate myself yes that's important yo because how comes little as my thing is this a bowl of cereal is probably mm, with with my one percent milk i don't know 200 calories but for some fucking reason the next morning i feel like fat as hell it's those heavy carbs sits on you yeah, you can't digest that shit when you're literally sleeping and not yeah. burning calories, right? But why the hell isn't the sativa burning while I'm sleep? I don't know, sis. Bullshit. I didn't know it had any metabol. Don't you wish we could like cross cross strain and cross breed marijuana until we created a cannabinoid that burned calories? We for should you? try it, Taylor. We could fucking do it. We could do that shit. <laughs> you know, my late brother, may he rest in peace, would be the hero Gotham needs right now. He would be the man who could have figured it out and mm. crossed pollinate or whatever the fuck. I don't know botany and biology very well. But Me neither. However, they cross cross strain, splice all the you know whatever they do. I bet yeah. he could figure it out. Or he maybe know it at, all. I don't know oh, terpenes man. that taste like a pork roast or sushi. Can we work on that maybe? <laughs> We could try that too. Cause look, what it, I don't care. Sometimes they say stuff tastes like stuff, and occasionally it may. You have a hint of it, but you still, I don't know. There are a couple strains though that you're like, holy shit, this does taste like. Let me think of one. Um, a lot. I feel it a lot with the like the citrus strain. Yeah, like tangerine yes. or orange. Lemon. Yeah. Lemon. I I taste those really yes. thoroughly. But like, okay, mm. yeah, I could say, okay, let me say this, the, the pens. Are, yes. So I get pens and if they're like, I don't know, lemon flavor, sometimes they taste like shit to me. Mm. I don't know yeah. if it's just me. Not like Mr. Clean, but like if it's, I mean, maybe just the brand. It could it's also just be the terpenes. Like, you might, yeah, you like, might not taste the terpenes the same way. Not attracted. It's not like, this is, tastes good. It's gross. So what's your favorite strain then? Cinderella 99. Actually, I have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Why is that your favorite? Oh my, okay. So I've tried many. Um, I'm a sativa girl. I need energy. Me too. Same, yeah. same, same. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It doesn't make me um, anxious. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it makes me creative. I can yep. work out. Mm-hmm. I'm on it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you see my mood is wonderful. Yep. Um, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like Cinderella on it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. I'm at the ball right now while we're on the phone. But you should try. I'm telling you. Yes. You have to come to Maryland. We Okay. So one of our dispensaries here in Florida I did see that strain, mm. and being a basic bitch, I remembered seeing Cinderella and feeling like, I should buy that because of the name. Yes. And they were out at the dispensary. So this was a few weeks ago. It's still kind of fresh on my mind. So it's funny that you brought that up. Okay. What kind of growers do you have out there? I, just, I don't know how it is out there. So is it the same? Like, for instance, here, they have Cinderella 99. I've seen it by a few people, but I only like it by harvest. It's weird. And then... um like Blue Dream, you know how everybody makes it, but you feel like there's one grower that makes it better. I don't know. It is a little different. So each- because we only have the like five or seven growers mm. in Florida per mm. that law. Um, it's yes, I wonder consistent. who you have. Yeah, like yeah, um, and they're all like 
one of them is big corporate and i can't recall off the top of my head because there's some weird like proprietary secrecy involved in right. like the relationship between the dispensaries um i believe is it truly or grow healthy one of those two have their own like proprietary gotcha. in the state grower but everybody else has to source from these the small same list of approved growers so from dispensary to dispensary in Florida, the strains remain pretty consistent. Okay. Like if you're getting Cinderella 99 in Florida, it's because dispensary A is growing it and, or I'm sorry, uh, grower A is growing it and four or five dispensaries are sourcing it from that same grower. Oh, okay. The laws here are so stupid. I, I mean, they're composed by a bunch of old white men who watched Reefer Madness in high school and got Oh scared. my God, let's talk about that fucking movie. Oh, were they having to like get, I was watching it, right? Because I was like, I got to see this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I put it on the first few minutes. I was like, are they about to have a gangbang or something? Why are these guys talking to this one girl trying to get her to go to a party? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Because- weed makes you rape girls i know right i'm like okay so what the fuck is gonna happen here and they're mm-hmm. saying that it makes it it's the devil let all this crazy stupid shit and people bought that shit but yet they were you? using it for medicine for from 18 and 1900s and so that stupid ass movie and people really bought that shit like they drank the kool-aid it, it, it kind of sort of predates the movie. Have you read up on American American history in the, ter- in the context of marijuana prohibition? Kind of. And a little bit. Like when I said about the 18, I knew they used it. Um, like they do kind of like prescribed medicine today. Kind of normal, like naturally used it. But until that kind of came out, that's what I was understood. I don't know. You tell me. Educate okay. me, girl. I'm going to do my best, but okay. here's the conditions. One, I'm already pretty fucking high and only halfway through this joint. <laughs> Me too. Two, okay. um, I love you. I, I am trained as an English teacher and not a history teacher. So, Same um, here, I am, right? so I'm going to give no you my teaching. best. Yeah. Yo, um, dropping a pin in that, by the way. So here's basically how it goes down. Um, post-Reconstruction America... You have a whole, the whole cotton industry is saying, well, shit, we can't own people and make them do our bidding anymore. Um, we need to figure out a way to keep our industry alive. Okay. And they started lobbying in D.C. Um, for protections for their industry and to um, kind of stifle the up-and-coming hemp industry, which was cheaper than cotton, easier to grow than cotton, and had way more applications than cotton. Okay. And so politically speaking, um, you know, the the cotton industry had interests in stifling the growth of the hemp industry. Okay. At the same time, we're America, so we're really good at racism, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had Mexican immigrants joining our country at that time, uh, early 1900s. Um, leading into the start of marijuana prohibition. Okay. And um, and you can even see like old New York Times articles that have the grossest headlines. But the mm-hmm. news media and the government, um, you know, were kind of using marijuana to to um, create a associate it with these Mexican immigrants and then create a negative stigma and stereotype about them. Right. So the headlines would read. Um, 
and, and also black Americans as well. And so headlines would read N word smokes uh, N word on marijuana rapes and kills white woman. Okay. And they were putting they in were, the stories just intentionally putting them in yeah. the bad, bad press. Exactly. Creating mm-hmm. this negative light and this negative stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, <laughs> same, as teetot- today. No. same as today. So mm-hmm. the teetotalers who had their moral crusade to make alcohol go away had allies who felt the same way about cannabis with this, you know, racist, um, false uh, connection that society was creating. And then on top of that, like I said, the hemp industry was suffering under the weight of big cotton. So it was a perfect storm of all this negative ideology. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Congress went ahead and did what they did and criminalized cannabis and hemp. Um, And it came from kind of the same headspace as alcohol prohibition. They figured that shit out really quickly, though. That only lasted, what, two or three years? Oh, yeah. Oh, real quick. When they figured out how to make money off of it. But it'll kill we've you. been using marijuana. It, they were like, oh, marijuana is a good tool to like paint a negative picture on a population that we mm-hmm. want to de- degrade. And they've been using the government society has been using marijuana as a, you know, criminalized negative. Yep. And associating it with things that it's not associated with. It's still criminalized. People are still <sighs> have them. Yeah. Like, but it's approved for medical. But like here, it's still it's still criminalized everywhere. Like cause it's still a, what a category one. Schedule yeah, schedule one. one. Give me and a fucking here, break with heroin. Here are the here are the two big things that break my heart with that shit. Thing number one is that all of our favorite dispensaries and growers cannot bank. They have to have a cash only industry because, as a proprietor of that schedule one drug, they can't form bank accounts there are you know uh banking there's right. banking laws that prohibit that because it's schedule one Stupid. so fucks fucks them um they're they're early in the legal weed industry there was a, a slew of, of robbery issues because it was a cash only industry and everybody knew that uh-huh i bet the the other thing that sucks balls and i have like a first firsthand account like eyewitness watching this happen and and my heartbreaking mm. is that that scientists, um, researchers at universities who are looking for big projects and big breakthroughs to enhance society want to work with marijuana and want to explore its potential in a scientific condition. Mm-hmm. But because it's a scheduled one drug, they have to go through all these bureaucratic hoops in order to get the government to issue them like government approved cannabis to experiment with. And it's mm-hmm. like not really reflective of the cannabis you and I are getting in our dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a bitch that it's discouraging the scientific community from pursuing this research. It's ridiculous. But yet they'll push opiates and all this kind of bullshit because big pharma. Oh, please. Oh yes. Kick they're, ba- they're, they're as bad as big cotton. That, and, and when we have a, an industry that gets to lobby the government and, 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 make their needs more important than the common good yeah you get marijuana prohibition you get opiate crisis about my always get people that are like oh my doctor said don't smoke weed yeah because the fucking doctor's not getting a kickback from it okay but i bet you will have your ass doing all kind of stuff that's bad for you xanax uh opiates all that kind of shit it'll get you all fucked up and i do understand that a lot of doctors 
you know, they don't get, the, they haven't been in medical school for 25 years, 30 yeah. years. They are older. They educate themselves though. Like they won't. And they have to do continuing education. They just, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. They choose not to do that. And um, close minds. But though all those people are going to age and retire soon, and a new breed of doctor is being yes. educated right now who yes. is learning about what is new and current and, you know, everything from medical marijuana to uh, psilocybin research and how uh, you know, magic mushrooms can work with mental health patients. Tell them, sis. Come on, tell, them about, tell these people they want to hear. So they want to educate. They want to know. They want to Sometimes know. I'm trying to educate them, but you know a lot. I want you to tell them. And you know the technical uh, side of stuff. I like that um, you can tell me stuff. It's going to be cool. We're going to add. Well, I would I like to do this that. more than just today. We can do yeah. this again. And like my thing with, okay, I have, it's, it's bad when you have people within your, like how do you, how do the people within your life act to you being on, you know, using cannabis? Actually, I am very fortunate. I have, um, a little bit of privilege because I come from a very weed neutral to weed positive environment as a, you know, in my upbringing. Okay. So the majority of people in my life are patients. Um, and prior to medical marijuana were black market marijuana users. Um, I apologize in advance. Um, and you're probably going to have to cut this because I go on diatribes. That's if, okay. if I'm on a <clears throat> diatribe and you're like, Cut it out. Yeah. Interrupt me, okay? Okay. Um, but I, my, my parents are attorneys and law school professors, and I was raised with that, you know, category of people. So federal agents and judges and prosecutors and federal defenders and DAs. And, you know, that kind of made up the familial and social network of my upbringing. Gotcha. And um, – I, as a teenager and as a college kid, would go to my aunt's house. My aunt, who was the first female to graduate from UF Law in the 70s when women weren't invited to law school there, um, who, you know, made her career uh, doing a lot of good for society from a legal perspective. So I'd go over her house and we would have dinner parties with lawyers and judges and 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 federal agents and she would spark up joints and pass them around the table and i'm 16 17 years old at this table thinking these are the people who make and enforce the laws i have to follow and they're smoking weed i'm smoking weed with them Mm -hmm. i'm a minor and i'm smoking weed with them and these are the people who i mean there's a dea agents after you know at my thanksgiving dinner table who i would then smoke a joint with afterwards crazy So I've never looked at marijuana, I think, the way a lot of society has because of this experience. Yeah. And um, like I I think I mentioned to you briefly, my late brother worked in the marijuana industry um, and my parents were supportive of that. He was in California. That's awesome. Where it was legal. You know, he he traveled to California for this work um, where it was legal. And since he was working in the legal industry and pursuing something he loved, my parents were on board. That's awesome. And, you know. To this day, there's nobody in my inner circle and my family, friends who feel a certain way about marijuana. Um, There is one, 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 Um, but you only got one. (laughs) She's she has a slightly different upbringing and lifestyle from me. 
And because I've known her for so long and known her family, I understand the context of where she comes from. Sure. I'm working with her. I'm That's working with her to normalize. That's how I am too. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not like, everybody has opinions. But my yeah. thing is, educate yourself before yeah. judging. And I am very like accepting of my family and all their bullshit. Correct. <laughs> so like, accept my bullshit. And accept that I don't use it for other things. You see that I handle my business. You see mm-hmm. that I do what I had to do. So it should be, well, damn. Well, she maybe she's right. Maybe it's not, like, bad. or Exactly. Maybe it's not to get high. I'll never see that girl sitting around. I'm cleaning all day. I'm doing right? something all day. My OCD won't let me um, sit around. If I smoke an indica, I'm a, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but we are smart women who mm. understand our own limitations yes, and we are, are responsible enough to say no indica until I'm done with my duties. Exactly. So, but it, but then when if I do, hey, my kids are alive. <laughs> they right? Are, you know, like they don't cuss. Um, Listen, and they it's don't cuss and stuff. That's pretty cool. And in public, their teachers always thought they were pretty good. They were also they're all they're so good. And I'm like, my kid. So that tells me they know better than to act a fool in public. That right there, I said I did my job a little bit. And I smoked weed while doing it. Exactly. That's exactly where I come from. I I want to normalize so badly because it's been normalized for me inadvertently throughout my whole upbringing, my whole life. So I want to do that by being a model citizen and being an out and proud weed patient. So yeah, if you put me on paper, I'm a mother. I am in education. I hold a master's degree. I'm very involved in community service and activism. Um, I donate money to charities who need them. I hold the door open for the elderly and the infirmed. I, you know, if you look at me on paper, I'm a. I want to be a model citizen, and I work every day to be a model citizen. And I consume marijuana. So, um, you know, you, we're going to have to start teaching society that you can be both. You can be a model citizen and you can be a marijuana consumer. They're not mutually exclusive. What's up guys. I'm Tokes with Stacey of Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. I just bought this cool ass bong at www.thepolarblast.com. They bring together my obsession of cups and easy to clean bongs all in one. It's like a Yeti with a bong on top, guys. I'm not even playing. I love the concept also of the coldest smoke in the world and being able to customize color and engrave it however you want at no extra charge. Look at ours on our Insta page at Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. Get yours today. Use promo code Mom's Talking Shit for 10% off. That's www.thepolarblast.com. Check out the video on their page. It's fucking awesome. Again, coupon code at checkout. Mom's Talking Shit. Thanks for the support. It's not like alcohol. It's not like, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to drink and you can't function and you can't, you know, do what you're supposed to do and live your life. You're not going to die if you even smoke too much of it. But if you drink too much or you withdraw from alcohol, you might die. 
It's true, but that shit's totally legal, and I can get it on every block. And it's so hard for alcoholics to even give up drinking. Yep, because they put it in their face all day. Yep. But anyway. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. No, your soapbox and my soapbox are like attached to each other with little brackets. Love so it. Stand next to each other. Yes. And I think that's what I have going for me in this normalization that I'm working on with my family, my friends, society at large. I am not a drinker. Um, you know, I'll have a Bloody Mary at brunch. Um, I will have champagne at my wedding <laughs> for sure. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm not one to kick back with a beer by the pool. But I do want to hit my vape pen or light a joint if the children aren't around. Yes. Um, and I, I, my, my, I was raised by drinkers, social drinkers, um, people who come home from work and mix themselves a drink as they take off their work clothes and turn on the news. Um, yeah. And they're obviously very successful, happy people. And they see that I don't drink. I was raised in their drinking culture. And it's still not a choice I make. It's not something I enjoy. It makes me nauseous and, and thick. Every it does. time. It, every time. Whenever, you know what? And I don't give a shit what it is. So I can drink a, a beer, two Coronas or something, mm-hmm. whatever. Next day, I feel like a bus hit me. I don't I, know what it is. I'm like, it's not worth it. Some of us just don't metabolize alcohol well, I think. Yeah. Or like, are we allergic to it or something? We all just it's have different weird. sensitivities to different shit, I think. It's weird. But I've never heard somebody agree with me. So, hey. We're sisters with that. Facts. And, 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 like, Fuck my, my brother. Truly. And my brother works in the alcohol, in, in, the, in the beer industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, with a very famous national brand. Um, and it's kind of the family brand. If you're going to have beer or, right, you know, any of their other products, got to have this kind. Mm-hmm. And when we go with him to the breweries um, that he is affiliated with professionally, we drink on the house. And we get a little bit of VIP treatment, so that's fun. And everybody Hell. else is taking adva- advantage of that on the house drinking, pounding them back. And I get myself a little flight of like four different beers and two ounce glasses, <laughs> and I I just enjoy that throughout the night. And I'm like, Does that tastes nice. That tastes nice. And then I'm done. <laughs> like wine <laughs> you know? tasting, beer yep, tasting. That's about it. That's it. That's the extent of it. And every time I've I've gone beyond that and consumed too much alcohol, it has taken me too long to recover, and the not regret lingers. Not. Fuck alcohol. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, nah, don't be sorry. I'm Listen, not sorry. Alcohol... I know some people that struggle with that shit. And, and... that's why fuck Ugh. alcohol, right? Because fuck it has the shit. power to hurt people we care about. And every corner it's on, totally legal. Every corner, like no legit. People that have problems with drinking have to actually go out into the world. And it's like you can avoid your drug dealer somehow, yeah. you know. But damn, you go in every fucking corner and there's a fucking out, there's a liquor store open. Even during the pandemic. You can't go to Chili's without a, a big piece of plastic in the middle of your table advertising cheap alcohol. To you. Yep. Yep. You can't so grab a burger. But they won't advertise a, bl- a joint. Facts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this but is I'm getting healthy. To- <laughs> I'm healthy. Yeah. We're healthy. Yes. Okay, Lies, okay. I, I have to confess because I don't want to mislead you or your audience. I, I have to quit the cigarettes. That's okay. Listen, everybody I- has something. I quit um, when I got pregnant with my daughter. Okay. I, but when I, I think my, my, the pattern of my life is a crisis smoker. So following her birth, my father had a medical crisis and the stress of that sent me back to smoking. Quit again, had a divorce. The stress of that sent me back into smoking. And then unfortunately, I, I paired myself up with another cigarette smoker and a 
a, a bigger marijuana enthusiast than myself. Mm. Um, so the, the nicotine is, is a challenge, but aside from that poor choice, you know, I, I'm working on a pescatarian diet and I exercise when I don't have a broken foot and okay. I smoke marijuana. Can I say something? Can I tell you something? So I smoked, same situation, until I had my daughter. And Mm -hmm. then after I had my daughter, I couldn't afford that shit and Mm -hmm. her. And I was like, cigarettes are like $8. I got to buy diapers. Fuck this. You know? So um, I was like a single mom at the time. And um, I fucked that. So then I was occasionally smoking, right? And every time somebody was smoking, it was, here I come. You got to get a cigarette? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then, um, just like about a year or two ago, it made me nauseous. So I lucked out. So I guess because I have like indigestion issues, it's mm-hmm. now every time I smell it, I get nauseous. And I wish that would happen to smokes. me. Shit. I oh, know. Okay. So it happened to me and I'm like lucky. But then he smokes and I'm like, God damn it. Like, why you got to yeah. smoke around? Like, outside, you know, go far away. Because I like, it makes me nauseous. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But... Obviously, well, it does. It made me quit. Clearly, <laughs> I'm hypersensitive to that shit. I will not let my my fiance does not care, but I will not let him smoke um, upwind of the kids. So oh, I'll yeah, make we don't him do that. get up and yeah, 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 get up and move. I don't, right. you know, like if you're sitting here and then the wind changes directions, don't give a fuck. Get up and move. Um, I'll yeah. make him. I don't That's even. I mean, I'll I catch him even... smoking in the bathroom though with the bad, like the fan oh, on no. the shit. Oh no, you ain't in a like. Oh, I'm just smoking him what a puff. No, and it made no. you know it likes the whole bathroom up. Then you're nauseous. Then it's all upstairs and stinking. Also, hashtag Florida privilege. I can step outside 365 days a year and have a cigarette. Lucky on my ass. <laughs> like that's you can. It is Florida privilege. It is, and when I when I have had my up north experiences as a smoker, I recognize that like sometimes when it's 20 degrees outside, uh-huh, it ain't worth be it. Slick. It ain't worth it. You're trying to be slick, and then you know we have uh, Pop here, and um, he lives in our basement. And I swear he be, he sneaks down there too in the laundry room and puffs too. Cause I'm like, uh, why the smell? I'm hypersensitive to smell, and I'm like, it smells like cigarettes down here. Okay, so <laughs> short term solution for everybody, you know those um, air purifiers that like almost industrial grade that they'll use for grows to kind of cut down on the the scent of marijuana, and it, okay. it like purifies the air and shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe investing in a good quality one of those. So if he does have a space he goes to to sneak them, it purifies the air so much that like it spares you. Oh, yes. I want to know about that. Okay, I'll look into that. Good tip. Yeah. I don't know. I've lived some life. <laughs> yeah, Taylor. I like, I like the tips. I like your name, too. I am having so much fun chatting with you, Stacey. Me you too. are hilarious and interesting as fuck. Oh, you too. Oh, my God. I love you. So we'll definitely do this again. Mm-hmm. I got to take the kids to the pool today or I can talk to you forever. I swear. They're Facts. Gonna bug, they're going to bug me to death. Facts. I hear you. Um, that's where my kids are right now. So <laughs> I want to leave you on this because I want to ha- tell you about it if we get another conversation together. Sure. I am planning a marijuana-themed wedding. What? Yeah. You better go. I want to hear about Go ahead. We got this. Go ahead. I mean, we but, at least no, got but you got to take the kids to the pool. So. No, no, no. I told them I was going to be doing this for at least an hour. You got like 10 minutes. You got 15 minutes. Go ahead. Okay. Just, like, I was just trying to break it down. Like, you know. Go ahead. Okay. So um, my fiance and I are both 
you know, having a second marriage here, um, okay. both kind of rushed into shotgun weddings the first time. Okay. Where it was a wrong partner, b like not dr- not the wedding of anybody's dream. Hear that. So um, we're like, you know what? We're grown. We have our own stable incomes. Like, let's throw ourselves a big kick-ass wedding. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, we are both marijuana enthusiasts and advocates and patients. Okay. Um, when his wife was dying of cancer, he grew mm-hmm. he grew from home to help you know with her needs. Um, as she was. Wow. You know, yeah. So um, it, marijuana plays an important role in both of our lives. He's awesome. He's one of a kind. Mm. Uh, I snatched his ass up real quick. Look at Jay. I snatched his ass. <clears throat> oh, yes, you did. I yes, I did. Mine's good, too, girl. Mine's good, too, except for when yeah, he sits that's in the bathroom you, and shit. You spot that one guy who you're like, nope, that's it, and you you yank him. That partner who's like, that's the fit. Mm-hmm. He knows so, my crazy. Okay. Yup. And likes my crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we, we're, we're having a country club wedding. It's going to be pretty formal. Okay. You know. Um, formal attire, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we are integrating cannabis in a few ways. Okay. Um, I have contacted one of the bigger growers in the state who's only about 45 minutes away from me geographically. Okay. And they've agreed to hold on to some sativa leaves for me, um, around the date of my wedding so that I can retrieve them and bring them to my florist to integrate into our bouquets. What? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, light greenery. I, I, I'm not one of those, you know, giant bouquet kind of ladies, but yeah. I think not not the skinny little indica leaves. Those are a little harsh looking, but the fat, wide sativa leaves will make a beautiful accompaniment to my bouquet. Wow. I, I love, oh my God, go ahead. We are. <laughs> I love it. Trying to sort, you know how like you go to a wedding, like, oh, we have a signature drink. Yeah. The Smith Mojito. And it's, you know. The, the signature drink of the wedding. So we're going to have a signature strain. Um, <clears throat> we're working on sourcing the strain right now and, and trying to figure out how we can get the appropriate quantity of this one specific strain. Um, so this is a work in progress. But, okay. Um, there are two strains that we both like as, you know, marijuana itself as the, like the. Yeah, the I want to know what they are. The high. Yeah, I forgot to ask you that. But the names of them are also amazing. Okay. So um, the first one is called Florida Triangle. Mm-hmm. And um, it has to do with the origin of the strain coming from the market between Jacksonville, Miami, and Tampa. Okay. Two of those cities are mine. Um, so Florida Triangle, we're both Florida kids, born and bred. Okay. And the other strain, of course, is Wedding Cake. I heard that's good. It is so sweet. And it has such a peppy high. I want some. So Damn. we, you need, if you ever get an opportunity to enjoy some wedding cake and if, okay. or if you ever travel to my state against my warnings and you get here, get yourself some Florida triangle. Okay. Um, but we would, we would like to source this as our signature one or both as our signature strain. And then, um, buy pre-roll tubes in bulk, plain ones, get those little kitschy wedding stickers with our names and our wedding date and a little decoration. Yeah. pre pre-roll up some signature strain joints and put them in the dube tubes and put them in a cute little decorative basket to be displayed near the gifts or the cake or some shit maybe on the bar so, so that it's cute only... yeah okay. and like a cutesy little basket you know yes i love it <clears throat> so you know that kind of stuff um 
little tiny ways to integrate the marijuana culture, um, music that incorporates a little bit of a marijuana theme. Yeah, like what? What kind of music are you going to have? So our, um, we just booked the DJ and we're only now in the process of like, you know how they make you make a list. Like, what do you want for this? What do you want for that? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> yeah. So for cocktail hour, we're going to do kind of a mix of Bob Marley and Sublime. Love it. Because, you know, everybody's just standing around doing cocktail hour. So whatever. Yeah. And then throughout the night, we'll bring in other little songs that, you know, have some sort of cannabis connection and some significance to us. So, you know, bringing it in here and there. You lucky thing. I love it. I yeah, love it. it's going to be so much fun. It sounds fun. like fucking fun. See? It's so much fun. A wedding I... without alcohol theme. Well, and we're going to provide a, a bar for our guests. Sure. So we are going to pay for part of it because it's, you know, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. But um, I want I want my guests to walk away thinking it was one of the most elegant and classy weddings they've ever been to. And also, hey, look how she incorporated marijuana and didn't make it look like, like trashy Snoop or Dogg. gangster. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Now that we all like Snoop Dogg, but I not love at the Snoop Dogg. He, <laughs> his music will be there that night. Don't get me right. wrong. Right, right. But, at the reception, um, though, but like at the <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I want I want people to see the marriage of like elegance and cannabis culture and see how they can coincide. Yes, I want to see pictures. When is Girl. this going down soon? Not really, because coronavirus. Our wedding uh, date is um, one year and one week away. Okay. All right. Well, listen. I got time to try to make you something on my cricket. Okay, for your wedding, oh, girl, send to you. Okay, girl, I'm gonna try. Girl. I'm, gonna, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm new I, to it. But by then, well, you gave me our a next year. chat. Can you can you teach me and school me on cricket because I yes. want to get into that so bad. Oh my god! But you know what? We're gonna talk to Tony. She is gonna give you some tips. Mm. That's my girl. I do my pot the, the mom's podcast with. Mom's yes. talking shit. Yes, mom's talking shit, guys. Um, mom's my cannabis moms. It's check out her whole portfolio. Yes, it's at www.momstalkingshit.com. We have like merch um, coming soon and all kinds of stuff. Also, Tokes with Stacy um, shirts too. So I don't know. I'm gonna send you a Tokes with Stacy one just cause. <laughs> just want, I want you to represent up there to in support it and buy it. It would um, be my absolute privilege to support the cause and buy the shirt. I love you, Taylor. I swear to God, we're going to do this again, okay? Can we? I like you a whole, whole lot. I want to be your friend. We're friends. We're okay, friends. We want to be friends, girl. We are fr- We are sisters, okay? Yes. And thank you so much for being on Tokes with Stacy and Mom's Talking Shit, because I'm also going to put this on there as well, if you don't mind. Uh, um, you have my consent. I think that moms will love it. Love it. And it was my pleasure. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're awesome. Love you. Be well. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.